Welcome to the Cross Council Podcast, where we believe that negative emotions should not run your life. Join Mary Carlton and Steve Freitag as they share the keys they've learned from over 20 years of helping people find genuine freedom and live a more meaningful life through the truth, love, and healing of Jesus. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, John Crevillian, and I don't know what's wrong with La Crosse, Wisconsin. There must be something especially potent in the water because driving into work yesterday, I saw a man playing a, a like a djembe, like a really like a hand drum for like four dogs in his front yard, and I lost my mind over it. And I was trying to tell my girlfriend, like, Amari, did you see that? That was magical. That was like something out of a Disney movie, and she was like. Are you feeling okay? I'm like, I am now. I am now. But yeah, lacrosse, Wisconsin. There's never a dull moment. Speaking of never a dull moment, then we have Steve Freitag with us today. How are you, Steve? Uh, I don't know how to. I don't know how to respond to that. You see, that's exactly the response I'm looking for when I start right. these stories. Yes, that's helpful for the podcast for me just to be dumbfounded and clueless and yeah, yeah. You know, you gotta well, you so. gotta get down to my level sometimes and not just be spouting wisdom constantly. So I like to even it out sometimes, and okay. my Is life that allows like down for there? that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. It's, like it's chaos. It's okay. chaos down here. Nice. Okay. <laughs> down here in the proverbial hood, <laughs> we're also joined. By a very special guest today, actually, one of the pastors over at First Free Church, the Connection Pastor, Pastor Furlois. How are you, sir? I am well. I uh, I had an ill-timed, my family showed up in my office right there, so if you're wondering why I was making all those odd faces and grunts, it was to try to keep my children from ruining, you know, Pastor, Pastor John's equipment over here before, oh, sure. we, before we started. So I'm good. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Glad to be here. Excellent. Is that face unusual that you give when you see your family? Well, I, yeah, it was. It was kind of sudden. Um, okay. I mean, it's it's unusual for like, hey, I'm excited to see them. I certainly grunt and make all sorts of funny faces at them when I'm, you know, upset or something. So okay, which never happens because <laughs> I I'm, was just gonna say I'm a pastor. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sin. What's that? We're... <laughs> Good luck all you other people who get angry at your children. (laughs) (laughs) Pastor's life. One of my favorite things to say is I didn't know I was an angry person until I had a three-year-old. Oh. Now I know. (laughs) Wow. There was something down inside of me that got pulled out that I was a bit startled by. The curtain was pulled. There you go. The veil was torn. The veil was I didn't torn. Want to go. I had Easter that in my head. And I showed up and said, who tore this? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not angry. I just, I, I am upset, though, son. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. And thank you for revealing my deep pain. <laughs> I kept that hidden for this long. And now you expose me. You know, it's kind of fun. It's kind of funny that that joke came out at the beginning that we're joking about my anger before we start considering man, my reason, my reason for, for knowing Steve Freitag. Boom. Like just natural se- uh, segues right here. Seriously. It's like, well, now with movies that like uh, begin with the end, 
It's like, uh-huh. now we have to trace it back, right? Seriously. Okay. Exactly. exactly. This is where the freeze frame happens. Like, uh-huh. right, right. you may be wondering how I got myself in this situation. 15 <laughs> months, months earlier now. <laughs> I look, I'm looking at my notes for, it'll be 15 months tomorrow. That you first, wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Man. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. That is crazy. Well, what would you have guessed? I would have guessed like, I was, I was going to say maybe a year. Oh, that's pretty close. That's close though, right? Yeah, yeah. that's not bad. Math, yeah, math roundabout. Yeah. Math yeah. is hard. Math is hard. <laughs> that, my Stories are easier. All right, guys, before we jump into it, we have a quick word from Jenny. Hi, this is Jenny. My role is to manage the relationship between you and Cross Council. It's been a pleasure connecting with so many of you over the years, and we're so grateful that you are a part of the growing number of people tuning into our podcast. More than ever before, people are realizing the importance of maintaining mental health, but they're still struggling to find genuine and lasting peace. However, more and more people are coming to Cross Council, engaging in our melt process and finding genuine freedom from lifelong burdens, including depression, anxiety, and addiction. God is truly blessing our ministry, and we are growing faster than ever before, which is why I want to take a moment to invite you to partner with us. We've never turned anyone away for their inability to pay for a session, and our team of donors is vital to keeping that a reality. Please join our team. With your support, we can continue to offer the profound healing of transformational prayer that has helped so many find real and lasting peace. Just go to crosscouncil.com and click the Donate button to get started. We can't do this alone, and your generous monthly gift will change someone's life. So yeah, uh, I suppose we'll uh, just get started here. For those of you outside of the lacrosse area who don't know Pastor Fur, uh, tell us a little bit about what you do over at First Free. Tell us about your your life situation. Yeah, sure. Um, life situation. Uh, first, I um, married to my wife Kelly for. Oh gosh, I should never say that part because I never <laughs> remember. Uh, under ten, but more than seven, somewhere <laughs> eight, nine, or. Eight or nine years, I think. Yeah, if you just say every number, I can edit in the right one. So once we find out. I don't care. I can look at <laughs> the pool. That's all right. Um, Do you have the month? Do you know what month you got married? Yes, July 26th. Okay. I even know the date. All I right, think, well. Yeah, so somewhere somewhere eight or nine. Uh, it's It's been a good, it's been a good long time. <laughs> um, and I have three kiddos, uh, Bear is six, River is four. They're both boys. Uh, and Scout is my little girl. She's two. Um, and I, yeah, like you said, John, I'm the connections pastor at First Free. And my simple way of describing what that looks like is uh, helping people find their place or helping people take steps of faith into the life of the the family of First Free. So that looks different, like different things for different people. I often see myself as like that old, you know, old timey movies where there's like a board operator unplugging stuff and plugging oh, it back sure. in, into yeah. the board, and connecting people to other people, connecting people to ministries. Yeah. I play a lot of that role, like a glorified concierge for a nice. <laughs> So I have all sorts of analogies. Shall, shall I, shall I continue into the deep? <laughs> I <well>? won't stop <laughs> you. That's right. Yeah. So that's, that's my role. I am consistently, and this is not just pastor speak. I'm consistently great, like grateful that I get to do this. I was actually just in a meeting immediately before this one where 
something my wife and I talk about often is like, this is the life that we've chosen. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's a, it's a life that's different than, you know, the nine to five world. It's different in lots of different ways. It's, lo- it's different in lots of ways from the nine to five world, but that make it at times less than ideal or challenging. And yet this is what we've chosen and we thoroughly enjoy and are, are grateful for uh, getting to be part of what God's doing in this specific way. So, yeah. Praise God, man. Totally. So what got you uh, started then with us over at Cross Council? Like what got you through the door? How did you hear about us? What's your whole story with that? Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I, I just heard about you, about Cross Council uh, through uh, just people here at First Free, other other pastors actually, uh, that had experienced life transformation just through y'all's ministry. And so let's just say I was in I felt in more acutely in need of life transformation than I have in my life. Yeah. And I think it, it, that kind of elicits the question, like, what do you mean? Why are you talking about that? Or what does that mean? Where'd that come from? Sure. Uh, it's mostly Steve, you, you mentioned it before we were on air here, but like, it's like family stuff for me when I was, yeah, when I was, Oh my goodness. I think this was, this is, here's math again. Golly, probably eight years ago, (laughs) seven or eight years ago. Um, my parents separated, uh, after 35 years of marriage, they separated and then, uh, officially divorced when in September, the year that my son was born, my son was, my oldest son was born in, in December. So they separated in September. My son was born in December. So in a very real way, like I, and the, the divorce that happened in such a way that there was pretty real like brokenness in my family after that dysfunction, brokenness, you could use all sorts of different words, but uh, there was just a, a significant loss of relationship for me. And with just my hometown, my family, uh, my father, and not a complete loss, but just a, I was doing my best to try to maintain relationship to navigate the waters that I was trying to swim in and had no idea what to do with. But yeah, there was just a lot of, I think, unresolved pain and, and trauma there. And then I had a, and then I had a kid and then I had another kid and then I had another kid all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I don't have a, I, and I, I shouldn't say it this way. Like if my family heard this, they would question what this, but in my heart, the way that it always read was like, I kind of lost my family. I lost a, a support system and I could tell it was having an effect on me. And this isn't always super helpful, but this is the way, the only way I've found to describe it. Like I could tell that there was certain behavior patterns. There was certain things happening, even like thought patterns in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how, and this bothers me, especially as a pastor, not just as like a pastor by title, but like in gifting, like I, I yeah. like to think I understand people well, you know, like maybe mm-hmm. you're, this is coming up in your life because of, you know, this, like there's a, there's a, like a connecting ability that I feel like God's given me in people's lives. And I had no idea how to draw the line from this stuff that I was dealing with my family, divorce, brokenness, and things like very practical, like man, I'm all of a sudden I'm a really angry person. Like I have a three-year-old and I don't know how to 
not freak out at him when I lose control or when he does things that are upsetting to me or I don't know how to like not be driven by fear in relationships. And I, I know that somehow this is connected, but I don't know how, and I don't know what to do with that. And that right. was super, man, I wrestled with that. Like I said, my, when Bear was three, Steve, you said that I, I came for the first time 15 months ago. So yeah, for years <laughs> before I was like, Hey, maybe, maybe they can help me. Hmm. Um, which is always a weird place to get to as a pastor. I watch people get prayed for. I pray for lots of people. I meet with people. I do all the things, you know, uh, very seldom is that ever something I seek out for myself. Um, but there was a specific thing that happened. I had a conversation with my dad actually. And I remember I was sitting in the T-Mobile store parking lot, uh, outside of that in, in on Alaska where first free is and where I live. I just remember driving out of the parking lot after that conversation, knowing, okay, I got to do something because I'm, I'm just not, I'm not okay. And I don't know what to do. So kind of a desperation thing, I guess. I never thought about it that way, but sounds like it as I'm listening to myself. talk. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And being a pastor, it's quite often like, not, I wouldn't say unacceptable, but it's like, that's not who you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be above that. You're supposed to rise above that. Cause you're, you're the guy that helps. You're not the guy that needs help. Totally. And then that's, that's just not a great position for any, anybody to be in. Totally. And so, and also just how we think uh, in our, in our left brain, in our logic too, trying to figure things out. Like, I don't know how to tell somebody how not to freak out. I don't know how to tell somebody how not to get angry. I don't know how to tell somebody how not to get anxious. I probably could come up with a few things if I took some time to think about it, but that's that's not the point of our relationship with Jesus. Je- Jesus didn't teach us into better behavior. Yeah, That's not what he promised. You know, there's certainly some principles we can use or certainly some things you can do to dial down in the moment to not do further damage. Sure. But that's like, so the, so the left brain is really focused and has tunnel vision on solving the problem. The problem is it doesn't understand the big picture the way that the right brain under, understands it. Mm. And so that's why we step into the process the way we do. It's like, okay, let's not try to just figure out what you need to do as much as, okay, let's let's just really back up a little bit and feel. And as you go into like a place where you're freaking out with what happened with your dad or with a meltdown with one of your kids, just to feel that anxiety, to feel underneath whatever that anger is and in that right brain, that emotional side, the experiential side helps us get back to some historical places. And then the left brain can start to engage a little bit and start to understand, Oh, well here, I believe this and here I believe that. And so it's this cooperative thing that happens in in our process. That's so much different than just counseling. Does that make sense? Totally. One of the things that I think about consistently is that like, I have a fair amount of like coping mechanisms that I can Mm. employ in moments, but it's just in a moment. It's not, I, and I I always, man, and this isn't, I, I hope this isn't an overstatement. Jesus help me if it is, but like, I, I think I always had like, there was a certain level of doubt about like Jesus, his power in my life that was connected to like, yeah, but I'm 
still got all that same stuff underneath the surface, mm. if I'm honest. If I'm honest, like those same deep level heart issues, maybe my behaviors have changed. I feel like we talked about this last time I was in, Steve. Mm-hmm. Like my behaviors have gotten a little holier, and yet they are motivated by very similar insecurities, right? Like I'm not, oh gosh, I don't know. I'm not watching porn, but I'm sure really, really worried about like making sure my wife is always really, really happy with me. And if she's not, I get really, really broken up about it. Like, man, is like, is my heart actually really any different? Like ever I just shifted behaviors a little bit. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, right? Like probably good to stop doing bad things and start doing good things. And yet, like, I don't know. I was just always caught up on like, I I just, I really genuinely want to be different. I want to like, and I want those things to happen naturally. I want to naturally be a person who lives like the fruit of the spirit is actually real in my life. And I don't have to like sit there and grit my teeth to try to make it real. I just want it to like happen. And I don't know what, you know, yeah. So that was, there was like doubt connected to that. And this is part of the reason why I thoroughly appreciate what happens with cross counsel. And I think it's important to back up, back up and go, okay, where, where have things changed inside of me? Because what I hear you saying is you're just, you're going deeper with some of that stuff. Like yeah. the initial session or two or three, whatever that is, because you'd come back and go, I notice a difference in myself. Yeah. And, and now you're going deeper with Jesus and, and it's, it's like, you're coming into greater focus with more of your brokenness, more of those things that the Lord wants to eradicate inside of you. So you can't see the deep things at the beginning, but the deeper and deeper you go, the more and more you see, there's so much more here that he wants to do inside of me. Now, I think the enemy wants to come in and just say, well, Pot, look, you haven't really changed at all. But I think to have that, like, Lord, give me the right perspective on this. And the right perspective perspective isn't, oh, I'm good. Let's just leave it alone. (laughs) That's not what you're saying. Right. But I think some people, they come and they get rocked in one session. They're like, oh, good. Been there, done that. It's like, man, that's just, you know, that was awesome. But that could be just the beginning of how deep the Lord wants to work in our lives so that Jesus is seen more in us. Yeah. And we live differently. Totally. I think it's, well, I'm probably getting ahead of myself here, but I came twice to to see you, Steve, in a, I don't know, relatively short-ish amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then it was a long break. And I, it was just recently, a week or a couple of weeks ago or something. Mm-hmm. And one of the, I think that was one of the things that I, I wrestled with. Like, man, I feel like God really, spoke to me deeply, gave me some very clear words to hold on to, to live by, you know, to, to, to not forget. And I feel like I'm changing. I feel like I'm, I'm different. I feel like what I'm looking for, like I'm, I'm realizing. And then to like realize that, wow, I, I don't know, like I, I actually do need, I need these words in different areas connected to different things in my heart. Um, that was just like a, well, of course I do, but I don't know why that was, that kept me from saying yes again. So. Well, it's very unnatural to do what we do. It's, 
what what's natural for us is to avoid say it's okay uh we want to protect ourselves it's a self-preservation and that's why you know when i look at jesus on the cross i've said this before in the podcast but it's uh it's the most horrific horrible picture of anything that's ever happened on this planet Hmm. it's the most unjust it's the it's to say it's sad is doesn't doesn't do do it justice either it's the it, it it's so dark yet at the same time it's the most beautiful thing that's ever happened on this planet too yeah how does that make sense it does and so when i look at jesus exposed he's he's talk about surrender of everything not just physically but this perfect god man says i'm i'm, I'm despising the shame i'm going to the cross for the joy that's set before me and he sets there's no greater example in the universe of surrender yeah and so for us to say lord i know my tenant because in the garden jesus is still in his humanity is fighting that decision to a point where he sweats blood totally i still can't wrap my arms around that so for us to to be in that position of all right lord i recognize how many different places that I still am holding tight to. Yeah. I think that's what Paul is saying in Romans seven. Sure. You know, yeah. The deeper I go, the stinker it gets. Yeah. But it's good and it's right. And the more and more we grow in that to be obedient to that, because he's constantly through his spirit, wanting to point things out that, that need his light, his truth, his goodness, his mercy. So that we are more deeply connected with him. And and so I was kind of looking through your notes and John can edit in post if not. But there was, I think the first memory you went to was, and this, you know, some people say, well, I had a wonderful, I had a wonderful childhood. And hey, God bless you if you did. But this is just so, um, I don't want to say typical, but I don't know what a better word right now. Like you you taking a test in fifth grade. Yep. Do you remember this? And, and so. I remember it vividly. Okay, you probably remember it better than me because you lived it. <laughs> yeah. And, and do you want to explain any of that memory so that it's it's in your words? Totally. Yeah, yeah. totally. I, uh, yeah, so I, it's funny because I say I remember it vividly. I remember remembering it vividly. The crazy thing about me and the way that God has ministered to my heart through the three times that I've been with you, Steve, is that I have a terrible memory. I don't know if that's a typical thing or not. Like my wife is like crazy. She can remember movie scenes of her four-year-old kindergarten classroom and what everybody was wearing and how she felt and where she sat in the circle. And it's just wild. And so I don't have much of a reference, but um, I really, my memory of my childhood is very vague. I don't have a ton of memories that come to mind often, but this was one of them that I had a vague memory of, but it came in the session. I remember it coming back very vividly. I remember being in, I remember what grade it was in probably for the first time ever. I remember being in my fifth grade, fifth grade classroom and we're taking a religion test. I went to a Catholic parochial school as a kid and yeah. And then I had to run out of the classroom because I had to go to the bathroom and I'm thinking, God, what? I remember this story because I shared it with my wife one time because it was funny. And I was like, you're really going to make me do this. I just remember thinking that (laughs) in the session, like, 
Okay, I gotta t- I gotta tell Steve that I had to run out of class because I had to poop as the fifth grader. Really, we're doing that. Like, this is where we're going. <laughs> this is where we're going with this. Thank you, Jesus. Great. You're so kind, and <laughs> gentle. We'll put a PG. Um, we'll put a PG thirteen on this one. There you yeah, go. Totally. You said poop. I did say. Poop. Yeah, yeah. Careful, careful. This is a Christian podcast. <laughs> Watch your mouth, sir. Um. Yeah, and I ran out of the classroom, and I and then the rest of the memory played out. And this is so odd, and it, it's gonna it's humbling to have to say it out loud. But the rest of the memory played out in the stall in at Saint Francis de Sales Parish School uh, in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. That and it was wild to, and it's crazy because I could I could remember and I could see the color, and I you know like I I don't I can't do that. Like that's not a typical thing. So it felt almost like it felt like mir- like God was miraculously helping me to remember something. And I had never had an experience like that in my life. Like I was there. That's how wow. I felt. I was there, but I was not there. Yeah. And I just remember being terrified. I remember feeling so afraid. And then Steve did you remember his the, what you, ninja what magic. We, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Three questions later, and I'm levitating. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right, everybody. There's a lot more good stuff with Pastor Fur. That's short for Christopher, actually, in our next podcast. Make sure you also don't miss our upcoming podcast with another pastor, Melissa Herring, later this month. Stay tuned. This has been the Cross Council Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, share with your friends, and look for us on social media. The world will become a much better place and Jesus will be seen in a much better light the more we are transformed by his truth and love. We'll see you next time, everybody.